Georgia's DBHDD has an urgent health warning. One of every 10 counterfeit pills contain fentanyl, a powerful and very deadly drug. Pills from friends or dealers are unsafe, and one pill can cause an overdose. More info at opioidresponse.info. There are only a handful of people who have been panelists on Political Rewind since the earliest days of the show more than five years ago, and Jackie Gingrich Cushman is one of them. Jackie likes to remind me that we've actually known one another since she was a really little girl. From an early age, she often accompanied her dad, former Georgia congressman and Speaker of the House, Newt Gingrich, to campaign events that I was covering for WSB-TV in Atlanta. Jackie has politics in her blood, thanks to her dad, but after receiving an MBA from Georgia State University, she pursued a career in corporate finance. The pull, though, of public discourse was too much for Jackie to resist, and so she began writing commentaries on the issues and politics of the day, which led to her winning a syndicated column distributed by Creator Syndicate. And now, Jackie Cushman has published her third book, It's called Our Broken America, Why Both Sides Need to Stop Ranting and Start Listening. Jackie, I'm really glad we could do this. No, thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. Let's talk a little about you and your dad. I mean, I said that... I really remember you when from you were when you were very young. What were you, you you talk a little bit in the book about being out with your dad. Do you remember early memories of campaigning when your dad was running for Congress out in uh, uh, the sixth district in a- those days? Absolutely, and um, in those days, as you know, but listeners may not know, is the sixth district was a very rural district. Mm-hmm. It was not the current sixth district. It was really um, South Fulton, so it included Atlanta Hartsfield, and then it was down to Griffin, and then over west to the Alabama line. So it was this huge geographic um, district, and at that time, there was no social media, obviously, or Internet or anything else. So really, media was Atlanta media, which was very expensive, and we really couldn't afford to buy any Atlanta media. So most of what was done back then in terms of campaigning was really kind of hand-to-hand campaigning, you know, visiting the um, the. the the gas station that was on the little corner with two people in it, right? You stop at every single corner. We spent a lot of time at strip malls handing out bumper stickers and flyers. And at the time, um, he first ran in 74 and he lost. He ran in 76 and he lost. He finally won in 78. But, you know, in those early years, we went through a lot as a family. We often campaigned together. And my father soon figured out that it hit a lot higher percentage of people take his bumper stickers when my sister and I asked. So he wrote the foreword for this book. He talks about in the foreword, quote, the current tensions, hostility, and bitterness that are splitting the country. And I pick that couple, those, those words out because I admire the fact that you address the elephant in the room. And by, I don't mean a pun. I'm not talking about the Republican <laughs> elephant. Uh, you, t- your book is about how do we uh, how do we take down the temperature? How do we reduce the tensions and the bitterness in politics? But you're very frank in talking about the fact that there are many people who blame all of that on your dad, that his effort to win the House as a Republican House in 1994, and going back a little before that, that he was the one who began ratcheting up the rhetoric and um, turning politics into a more bitter war than it had been in the past. And it's, I, th- I think it's 
kind of remarkable that you're willing to address that in the book. Well, I think um, you raise a good point. I think you have to. So he is seen by many um, as as divisive or a polarizing figure. Um, that's clearly not how I see him or, you know, my, my children. But it's interesting. There was an article written about him last year um, titled about the man who broke politics in the Atlantic. And they, the guy actually cites, say, it's um, McKay Coppins, and he cites a speech from 78 when Dad was in College Park, Georgia. And he talks about my dad talking in the speech about the Republican Party is that we don't encourage you to be nasty. You know, we encourage you to be neat, obedient, and loyal and faithful. But what Coppins didn't include in his in his article, right, the dad also said in that same speech was that the reason that he was telling the Republicans to be so aggressive was that that's what the Democratic Party is so good at. So the quote is, the great strength of the Democrat Party in my lifetime is that it's always been produced young, nasty people who have no respect for their elders. So what he was really calling for that in that 78 speech was for the Republicans to combat the Democrats the same way that they were being combated. And so I think the challenge is, when you look at my dad, is it's not just that he, he, read, he you know, led the revolution, but also he's right in the middle of this time of great change from a, from a news standpoint, a media standpoint, a technology standpoint. And so all those things get thrown together. And, I mean, he will, he will tell you, quite frankly, one of his um, greatest, I would say, media or marketing messaging mistakes was when he became speaker after the Republican Revolution, one of the things he did in the effort for transparency was he um, set up a daily press conference. I don't know if you remember this. Do. You, you do, right? And if you you probably were there at some of those, right? Mm-hmm. And they were, right? He would walk into the big conference room. You have tons and tons of reporters with, you know, um, you know, uh, the the you know the flashes, you know, blinking and the microphones in his face, and then he would talk as he always does, you know, for way too long, right, about too much stuff. And then, (laughs) right, because he he doesn't give a quick quote. Um, And then, sure enough, the next, you know, seconds later, the nastiest thing he said would be quoted and the good stuff he had done would be forgotten. So, you know, in retrospect, he says, I probably shouldn't have done those daily press conferences because instead of being ways in which to provide information to people, they really became became ways in which the press could get Speaker Gingrich. And so if, if you look at it through that lens, I think it's really interesting to see. It's, it's like most things, it's a combination of either, all the above. Okay. Let's talk about you and your book. What's wrong with where we're at right now in politics, Jackie? Um, I think what's wrong with politics is that we focus too much on, the, on national politics and what's happening nationally and too little on what's happening locally. And so, um, you know, a lot of people, you, you can read something in the, you know, in, in the press and think that's terrible. And, you know, and then someone tweets about it and someone else retweets it and they say something nasty about how terrible, you know, Jackie is because she believes whatever she believes. Um, and I really think the only way you can really move us forward is to do it in community. And by what I mean by that is, is to find people in your community who are passionate about whatever you're passionate about, whether it's, you know, and, and I can talk about what I'm passionate about, but whether it's arts or education or the environment or, I mean, there, there are thousands of things you can care about. And then to find people that care about that one problem and then work with them on that problem. And what you'll find is that people, even though they're different than you, they're actually great people. And you'll learn that, they're, you know, that, that you can actually make progress. But the larger issue, of course, of hyperpartisanship has really been something that has concerned you. Um, at one point, you say, as a nation, we are at a crossroads. We have a choice. We can continue on this course of ranting and raving, or we can learn how to engage with gratefulness for our, our incredible country and build on our strengths together, respecting each other 
even when our opinions differ. You put that charge on us. You say, it's up to you and me. You, you can work to make it better, or you can choose not to. I can't control, essentially, what you choose to do. Oh, absolutely. And not only do I love it, but quite frankly, I'm very grateful that I was, you know, by chance, but nothing, nothing to do with what I did or have done, that I was born in this country. My guest today is Jackie Gingrich Cushman. You know her as a frequent panelist on Political Rewind. She's just released a new book, Our Broken America, in which she offers her thoughts on how we can move beyond the toxicity of the politics that are dividing the country today. We'll continue our conversation with Jackie after a few words on how you can support GPB shows like Political Rewind as our fundraising drive continues. It's our fall fund drive, and you can support GPB right now at gpb.org or 800-222-4788. Keep programs like Political Rewind, Morning Edition, All Things Considered, everything you listen to and value on GPB coming to you with your financial support at whatever level is right for you. It's 2.15 on a Friday afternoon. You might be busy later. You may be heading into your next meeting of the day or getting ready to get into rush hour traffic or pick up the kids at school. Whatever you're doing right now, I hope you'll take two minutes to keep the kind of informative conversation you're hearing right now with Jackie Gingrich Cushman coming to you on GPB. That's gpb.org or 800-222-4788. Glad you're listening to GPB. I'm Pat Marcus along with Bert Wesley Huffman. And if you've been putting off supporting GPB during this fun drive, here's a great reason to do your part right now because when you do, we'll automatically enter you in our drawing to win a 50-inch Samsung smart TV and sound system. This drawing is for today only. You may be busy later. Uh, it's already 2.15. The day is going to get away from you. It's Friday. There's so much ahead. Call now while you're thinking about it at 800-222-4788 or donate online at gpb.org. And thanks for your support. Good luck in that drawing. Yeah, good luck in the drawing. I hope you win. But most of all, I hope we can count you among the supporters of GPB. We're already hearing from this hour at 800-222-4788 or gpb.org. I was just looking at the cover of Jackie Gingrich Cushman's book uh, called Our Broken America, as you heard Bill Nuggets say. It says why both sides need to stop ranting and start listening. And that's really very much what GPB is about. When you hear conversation, whether it's on Here and Now or Political Rewind or on Second Thought or Morning Edition, you don't hear ranting, even though you hear oftentimes people that are on opposite sides of a political issue, an environmental issue, whatever it might be. You don't hear ranting. We don't tell you what to think. You don't hear talking heads and arguing. What you hear is actually one of the hallmarks of public radio, and that is civil, respectful conversation. And in turn, we respect you and your intelligence. That's why we bring you this kind of programming. We leave the opinion-making up to you, especially important as we're coming up on an amazing election season, uh, watching the field of candidates narrow, uh, still a very large field of presidential hopefuls. Uh, We're coming up on elections here in Georgia and then, of course, the next presidential election. I know you want to be better informed, and you are, 
because of the time you spend with GPB. So please support that time and that listening right now at gpb.org or 800-222-4788. So, Pat, all those things that you say are certainly tenants of public radio. They're tenants of public broadcasting in general. But it does play out on Political Rewind as well, and that's what we hear day out, day in, day out. Folks who love to listen to this show because uh, it is all about civil conversation. It's about being able to have conversations on both sides of the aisle and much like this book that Jackie uh, has written is, uh, you know, is that's a rarity in this day and age. And so we're proud to be able to bring that conversation to you. Bill works very hard with his team to ensure that you have that show day after day. We can only do it uh, with your help. And, you know, your support of GPB is a really powerful gesture. And in this during this fund drive, it's even more than you might even think. And it means that you're willing to stand up. It means you want to be counted. You want to be counted among those who support GPB and the growing public radio community. And during this fund drive, we're looking to hear from everyone who listens. Listeners like you who care about our state and believe in all that we all deserve access to unbiased reporting, independent, meaningful news coverage, regardless of any individual's ability to pay. And that's why your support of GPB is so powerful. You help ensure that independent, non-commercial journalism is here. It's not just here for you. It's here for those among you who cannot contribute. So if you have $5 a month or $10 a month to put into the hopper to keep public radio strong in your community, someone you know may not. You can do this as a gift for them. You can ensure that they have the news and information, the political conversations, everything coming to them day in, day out with your support of Georgia Public Broadcasting when you call us at 800-222-4788 or when you go to gpb.org. And we have great thank you gifts during this fun drive, but the greatest thanks I think we can give you is the programming that you're hearing right now, Political Rewind and everything else you listen to. See our thank you gifts online at gpb.org, including our brand new GPB Mega Mugs, or ask about them when you call 800-222-4788. Support for GPB comes from you, our listeners, and Georgia DBHDD Office of Behavioral Health Prevention urging people to ask a pharmacist about naloxone. Naloxone can rapidly reverse an opioid overdose and restore breathing. Naloxone may be stored wherever people work or play. And the town of Hilton Head Island's Office of Cultural Affairs with historic holidays, a weekend of holiday traditions featuring authentic food, ancestry research, tree lighting, and historic tours. More at culturehhi.org slash historic holidays. Let's get back to our conversation with Jackie Gingrich Cushman. Her new book is Our Broken America. Frankly, a large part of why I, uh, kind of my framework, my thinking around this book and why I wrote it was being a participant in Political Rewind. Hmm. I mean, you, you've got to be probably the only show that I know about, maybe the only in the nation, I don't know. But, you know, you've done a really good job of laying out very thoughtful people to have on the panel to talk about real issues, not, you know, the, the latest thing that was necessarily tweeted, unless it's, unless it's news, yeah. um, and to do it, in a, yeah, in, <laughs> in which happens, um, but to do it in a way that's respectful of people, right, even though you have political differences. Yeah. And to me, that's what I think is we're really missing in this country. And one of the, I guess, one of the shocking things that I learned, I did a lot of research for this book. I have over, I, have, I think I have 24, 25 pages of footnotes. I'm sure I missed one somewhere. Um, but one of the shocking pieces of um, information that I uncovered was that 55 percent of Republicans and 64 percent of Democrats have few or no friends on the opposite side. That's, yeah, that's truly startling and remarkable. It is. And quite frankly, that's part of why we're so polarized. Yeah. Because if you don't have any friends from the opposite party, 
Um, and, and you, you know, so for instance, you're a, um, you know, you live in Alabama, you know, you're raised a Republican, you watch Fox News, you have no Democratic friends. You, you live in New York, you were raised Democrat, you, you watch MSNBC, you have no Republican friends. Those two people are going to have almost nothing in common. So they think, right? So they think, and they're going to be told forever and ever that the other side is terrible. And unless you actually meet somebody from the other side, then you're not going to know that's not true. Yeah. My wife has a, a saying that she loves to use, and it relates to what we're talking about. She says, the definition of an enemy is someone whose story you haven't yet learned. Exactly. That's exactly right. And so, you know, both, the, both sides have this preconceived notion of who the, quote, other is in, in a political identity standpoint. Um, and therefore, to your point, they don't even care to know about them as a person. They just already know they don't like them. Uh, okay, so let's go back to talking about how your own personal life plays into all of this. Uh, you, the daughter of Newt Gingrich, hardcore conservative Republican, met and fell in love with a man whose family was hardcore Democratic. Well, his family still is hardcore yes. Democratic. Let's make, let's make that clear, okay? Tell us about Jimmy and his family. Uh, yeah, so my, my husband Jimmy is, uh, is fabulous. Um, he, if you've, I know you've met him, and he's just a wonderful, warm-hearted person, literally the nicest person I've ever met. Um, but his family is, are very prominent in Georgia politics, national politics even. His grandfather was ambassador to Australia under President Carter. And, in fact, he was one of President Carter's earliest supporters, um, even when he was running for governor. So very early on, he was a big supporter of, um, of Carter. Um, the, Carter. the president and Mrs. Carter are still close friends of the family. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it was, i got to say, I was a little nervous when both, when both sides of the family first met. <laughs> but it's worked. How do you two negotiate your political differences over the dinner table? Um, so... For our family, my husband's actually a Republican, so he's he's, oh, well, he's, okay. he's kind of well, he's kind of right. he's, well, well, he's kind of moderate, but he's very moderate. Um, I, I think we're very respectful, and even my father. So you know, you can imagine when they first met. You know, you had the former Speaker of the House, and then you have the lady who was the the wife of the ambassador who is his, who passed away in the seventies. Um, and they first met, and they loved each other. They just they got along famously. Um, both super smart, both care about the country deeply, and in fact, when my father ran for the presidential nomination um, in 2012, he told, um, he told his, his my, my grandmother-in-law told her before he made it public just so she would know out of courtesy. And, in fact, she said, you know, I'll support you um, because she so liked him as a person. Wow. So I think part of it is, you know, is, is to dealing with, the, you know, you're very respectful of who they are. And, quite frankly, you know, I, I, don't, I don't defend everything my, my party does. I mean, I don't, I don't you know, that's not my job. Um, everyone gets to defend whatever they want to defend, and I really focus on where I can make a difference. Um, and I think that's kind of how we, how we get through it. Jackie, I, I said during the first segment that you continue to come back to a theme about individual responsibility for changing things. And I want to read something else that I thought was really wonderful mm-hmm. uh, from the book. You say this, If you agree with me that our country is exceptional and different and believe that it is worth saving— I would like to present you with two options. Sit back and hope that someone else saves America or decide that our great country is worth the effort and become a more active and engaged citizen with the intent of making our country better. Uh, So we sit in front of our TVs 
some of us watching Fox, some of us watching CNN, MSNBC, and we uh, usually uh, just sit there and nod because right. we're watching the the source that we agree with most. If we happen to turn to the other side, we start screaming at the TV set, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but you said something more interesting about that earlier, which was we're paying too much attention to that sort of thing, to the to the day the daily circus of Washington. And what you tell us here is it's time for you to step up and do something yourself. What does that mean? Oh, I think it absolutely is. I think it's very easy to your point to either sit on your couch and either agree or scream, right, at the T V host that you're that you're watching. I think it's much harder and much much more risky um, to actually go out and get involved in your community. And I think there's several trends that have probably lowered uh, our, you know, our connection to our community. One is the fact that people are moving more often. Um, one is the fact that you have more uh, two, you know, two-income households. One is that you have more single-parent households. I mean, there are a lot of things that are happening. You know, the, the commute's longer. I mean, you put all those things together, and it does become more challenging to spend time in your community. So I think a lot of times people, you know, it's easy to sit back and say, oh, well, you know, Bill's going to take care of that. You know, Bill will get involved. He, he's always involved. He's so good at that. He'll make sure that we're taken care of. And it's harder to say, you know, I actually go need to get involved. And involved doesn't have to be joining a board and being there every week. Be, you know, being involved can be being a coach on a, a team for your children. It can be, you know, go picking up trash. It can be really whatever you care about. And that's what I really challenge people to think about, whether it's the symphony, education, environment, homelessness. I, you know, what, there are so many different um, issues that people can get involved with. Just find the one issue that you get excited about. And look around and see who else is excited about that issue and, and make progress. Jackie Gingrich Cushman and I will continue our conversation about her book, Our Broken America, in just a few minutes. But first, we are in our radio pledge drive. And if you haven't yet made a contribution, I hope you'll consider it so we can keep programming like Political Rewind moving forward. Here's how you can do it. You can call 800-222-4788, or you can click and join at gpb.org. If you have an AT&T cell phone, you can also reach us with pound GPB. However you do it, we hope you'll do it right now before you get busy with the rest of your Friday. Good afternoon. You're listening to Political Rewind here on GPB. I'm Pat Marcus, along with Burt Wesley Huffman. We are in our fall fun drive, a very important time of year when we all join together to keep public radio and programs like Political Rewind coming to you right here where you want them on GPB. So whether you're listening on your radio, on an app, whether you're streaming us online, whether you're with us on Facebook or listening on your smart speaker, the important thing to remember is that the genesis of this program is Georgia Public Broadcasting. And because we're public media, we rely on your support. Listeners like you provide the single largest and most important source of funding for everything you hear on GPB. That's why we're taking just a few minutes right now to come to you for your very critical support at this time of year. Please call 800-222-4788 or give online at gpb.org. And if you're looking for that added incentive to give right now, we do have a drawing for a smart TV and sound system on the table only today. This is a fantastic 50-inch Samsung smart TV. It also has a sound system along with it. This is valued at more than a thousand dollars. The smart TV is Wi-Fi enabled to connect to your home network so you can watch online content with apps like our very own GPB Passport or Hulu, Netflix, 
uh, whichever, whatever's available to you right there on the TV. These smart TVs are fantastic. I have one in my home. You can't live without it. We would love you to be the winner of this. This is a great opportunity for you to win some, win something for yourself and do something good for yourself by supporting public radio and GPB. When you call 800-222-4788 or click to gpb.org. Certainly, that is a great drawing prize, a great reason to make your gift to GPB right now because you're automatically in the running to win that smart TV, uh, that very smart TV and sound system at gpb.org or 800-222-4788. Public Radio, GPB, is a really great example of how when people join together, something really great can happen. Something like Georgia Public Broadcasting, something like PBS, something like NPR. If not for donors who participate, who take advantage of the content, who enjoy what they hear and see on GPB, we simply wouldn't be here. And neither would it be NPR and neither would PBS, of course. Neither would a locally produced program like Political Rewind. That is why your support right now is so essential, no matter how much you choose to give, whether it's 5 10 15 $20 a month, more or less, please get to the phone or go to the website and make your gift right now, gpb.org or 800-222-4788. It's Friday afternoon. The week is almost out. Then it'll be the weekend, and another week will have gone by without you doing your part. So please give now, gpb.org or 800-222-4788. We would love to receive your gift of support. That's right. And when you're thinking about it is always the best time to take care of it with anything in life, right? So right now, while you're listening to Political Rewind, this is a show you value on GPB. This is your last opportunity this week to support that show. Call 800-222-4788 or go to gpb.org. When it matters, GPB's here for you, right? And GPB's here actually because of you. And because people because of people listening right now, just like you are, support uh, for this service. You support this service and you hear the news that matters to you. Your gift now ensures that you and everyone in our community will have access to diverse voices and all kinds of points of view. Ensure that you have the information you need and the news that matters. Make your gift right now to GPB. Join with your contribution. You can make a $5, $10, $20 a month contribution or more, whatever works for you. It all adds up to a public media service that is here for you day after day. I'm asking you, don't just think about it. Do it because a GTV sustainer is a very important person to be. We need them, and you can make your monthly contribution that way super simply, uh, or you can make a single one-time gift if you'd like. You can find us online at gpb.org or call 800-222-4788. I just made my gift online, Bert. It took me a minute and 45 seconds. That's how quick and easy it That's is. Quick. You can give at gpb.org or 800-222-4788, especially if you already know the thank you gift that you'd like to receive. Uh, perhaps that's our GPB travel tumbler. It's stainless steel and available with a one-time donation of $120. Or we'd prefer if you become a sustainer, if you would, please, at $10 a month. It's got a plastic lid, so it keeps your uh, your drink hot or cold and helps prevent spills if you like to commute with GPB in the car or drink your coffee or tea on your desk. Select that travel tumbler if you'd like at $10 a month, gpb.org or 800-222-4788. Be our everyday hero with your support of GPB. Jackie Gingrich Cushman was one of the early members of the Political Rewind panel. 
the daughter of former Georgia Congressman and House Speaker Newt Gingrich, she shares with him a conservative view of politics. But we value Jackie's participation on our show because she's thoughtful, smart, and willing to engage in meaningful discussions with panelists on the other side of the spectrum. I'm talking to her today about her new book, Our Broken America. You used to be in a running group, right? Oh, yes. I used to uh, I used to run on Wednesday nights at Virginia Highlands. Yeah. Yeah. And then you, for whatever reason, couldn't be uh, in that group. And what was it like? What were it, those people like? Did okay, you get so, to be friends? Right. Absolutely. In fact, I'm still friends with them now. This is two decades later, right? So, you know, over two decades. hate to say that. So for years, we would meet at Georgia's and Virginia Highlands. And you would run, and after you ran, you would whoever wanted to would stay and have dinner, you know, drink a beer, whatever. Um, but it was a constant group, and you know, if you weren't in town, you wouldn't come. If you were in town, you'd go. And and um, I introduced some of my friends to the running group. And in fact, Tom Watkins, who was my editor on this book, um, I met through the running group uh-huh. over two decades ago. Um, but that was a real core group with with real friends. And now, to your point, you know, I, I had two children. It made it very hard to go out on Wednesday nights and run. And then I got a little older, and it's very hard for me to run at all except on the tennis court. And so now instead of doing the Wednesday night runs, you know, I can go to the Peloton and take a class whenever I want to take a class. You but have your own Peloton I, now. I, I do. I, have, okay. I know. I know. I know. I have my own Peloton, so I can go and take a class, and it's great. I even have my favorite instructor. But, you know, if I need a book... Well, before at, you tell the mm-hmm. next step, let's make sure... Most people probably already know when you say you're of your own class, your own instructor, you have a video. The Peloton oh, features yes. a big no. video screen, <laughs> yeah, no, no, she, and <laughs> you can dial in to live classes, live instructors, and all that. So yes, go ahead. Th- thank you, for, thank you for that. That aside, no, I do not have my own my own instructor that comes to my house. And in fact, I rarely actually have them live. I yeah. just use a taped version. Go ahead. Right? But anyhow, make your point. Because you have your. My point is, like, that's a great way to exercise, but it's not a way to connect with community. No one, no one in that group, I don't even know who those people are, no one's going to come and bring me, you know, soup if I'm sick or, you know, help edit my book or even, you know, call me to see if I'm okay. It's yeah. not the same as creating real community. I, I want to ask you, speaking of building community, I would really love for you to read, you, you have a chapter in here called The Death of News, and we want to talk a bit about what you think has happened to the news business. But you start us off with a scene of family life from Times past. Would, would you read just a little of the start of chapter two? Sure. Okay. So let's set the scene. It's a Wednesday night in 1938. You, your parents, and your three siblings sit down together in the dining room and share a home-cooked meal. Afterward, you and your siblings gather the dishes from the table and take them into the kitchen to wash, dry, and put them away. You finish just in time to join your parents in the living room to listen to the eight o'clock radio show, One Man's Family. You settle next to your mother's feet as the show begins. Once Man's Family is dedicated to the mothers and fathers of the younger generation and to their bewildering offspring. That's what you would hear as the host began over the organ music. You'd rest your head in your mother's legs. She'd rub your hair. Yours is but one of thousands of families who are listening to the NBC program at the exact same time. What does that mean to you? But it's all a shared experience. And it's all very, it's not just that, but... You know, you've been together for a home-cooked meal, so that talks about both connection of family and nutrition, which is very different from fast food, right, food. Um, You've then actually had to do chores. You've had to wash the dishes and put them away versus throw away, right, the the paper stuff that came in. You then all sit together as a family and listen to the same show while other families are doing the same. This is a a totally different world 
than in which we currently live. And you're also concerned because this chapter is headed the death of news. You believe that we've lost that commonality, that shared experience of turning on a network news show. Oh, absolutely. It's very true. If you look at, there are so many different ways to get information, some of which is news, some of which is not news. Um, and then different, depending on the perspective of, of, of how you receive that news, you can interpret it different ways or maybe not even know about it at all. But it's also about the connection of the people, both in the families and communities, because, you know, nowadays after school, you'll have, you know, the, the kids come home at one time, the parents come home at another. Someone may have picked up fast food or you maybe you throw something out of the freezer. You eat quickly. You know, the, the, the parents are in one place probably on their computer working while they watch TV. The kids are streaming YouTube while they do their homework. I mean, there is no the connections are, are just very, very different. And then when you are watching your news, you're watching the news that's feeding back to you your own opinion about the world today. Oh, absolutely. I mean, when news first aired on TV, to your point, it was a 15-minute show that was direct-to-camera information. I'm old enough to remember those days. <laughs> I wasn't going to say that. Okay. <laughs> Glad you confessed. Um, but that was a great, right. So that was that was news. And then it eventually went to a little longer program, but then it was still direct to camera. But now we're in this 24 hour a day, right, news channels, supposed news channels, most of which, quite frankly, are opinion programs. And they're not news pro- on both sides. I'm not I'm not saying one side or the other. Both sides are opinion programs. So you can take the exact same story and depending on which host and channel you look at, you can get a totally different perspective or view of what's happening. You make a really interesting observation about the birth of the color-coded election map and why it became a tool that divided us even more. Can you talk a little I about will, that? I will, because I actually didn't know this until I did the research for the book. But it does a couple <laughs> of things for people. If you see the same colors over and over again that identify with parties, it becomes much more like a sport. So I call it the sportification of politics, right? So it's no longer about ideology or political beliefs. It's now about the color of the party that you vote with. Yeah. Uh, it, it also, though, starts creating borders for parts of the United States. Oh, that's enemy territory. Look at that's a blue that's a fenced-off blue area. Oh, no, that's the enemy. That's that fenced-off red area. That's Alabama. And it does start—I I hadn't really given this much consideration until I read it in your book, but it really does plant in our minds these seeds of discontent about the parts of the country that are in the color we detest. Absolutely. And part of this is we're brought up in a culture where we constantly watch sports, whether it's football or soccer. We're used to the kind of this, you know, color against color. And then when you put it on top of politics, it makes it work. But what's interesting is when you combine that with the fact that we've pulled apart ideologically in the parties, right? So we used to have a lot of overlap between the Republicans and Democrats in terms of ideology. And now there's very little overlap between the two parties. When you layer that on top of this kind of color coding, is that people now identify with parties as though it's their personal identity. It's no longer party identity. It's a part of who I am as a person. Yeah, yeah. I, that's really an interesting observation. And what's, what's, what's challenging about that is it makes it where if you now criticize the party that I, quote, belong to, that I no longer see it as a criticism of the party. I feel it as though it's a criticism of who I am. And so then I have to justify my party to make sure that I feel good about myself. Let's take a break right now and then return to my conversation with Jackie Gingrich Cushman. 
Thanks for listening to Political Rewind here on Georgia Public Broadcasting, GPB. We are your public radio station, where it's your financial support that keeps Political Rewind and all of the programs you rely on and enjoy here for you. That's why we're fundraising on the air right now during our fall fund drive. The most important and reliable funding for everything you hear comes from people who listen, people just like you listening right now. So before the Friday gets away from you, before the week gets away from you, take a couple of minutes right now and support the kinds of conversation and information that come to you on Political Rewind and throughout our broadcast schedule here on GPB. Call 800-222-4788 or give online at gpb.org. Good afternoon. I'm Pat Marcus. Glad to be joined by you and Bert Wesley Huffman. And I'm glad to be here, Pat. We're looking for eight of you. Eight more by three o'clock. That's about 18 minutes away. Eight calls or clicks at 800-222-4788 or online at gpb.org. Uh, we'll keep us in line with the with the uh, goals that we've set for this half hour of Political Rewind right here on GPB. And when you do call or click, you're going to get in on this drawing for your very own smart TV and sound system by Samsung. Nearly a $1,000 value. It's an incredible opportunity for you at 800-222-4788 or gpb.org. This drawing is for today only. So right now, while you're listening, while you're thinking about it, call 800-222-4788 or donate online at gpb.org. You're automatically in the running to win this 50-inch Samsung Smart TV with sound system. It's got Wi-Fi. It's got incredible, incredible sound system. And it's worth said it's valued at more than $1,000. You could be the winner, but you can't win if we don't hear from you. So call now or click now, gpb.org or 800-222-4788. No donation is required to enter the drawing, but because you listen to GPB, and I hope you understand how essential your support is, you will make a gift gpb.org or 800-222-4788. The Moth Grand Slam is coming to Center Stage Theater in Atlanta on Wednesday, October 2nd. And with a credit card contribution of only $100 to GPB, you can select a pair of tickets to the show as your thank you gift. You'll also join us for GPB's exclusive meet and greet after the show. The Grand Slam features 10 winners of the Atlanta Story Slam competitions. The last Moth Grand Slam in Atlanta was an amazing sold-out show. I was there. It was fantastic. It was last Last October, you won't want to miss it. So go to gpb.org right now or call 800-222-4788. We hope to see you there at the Moth Grand Slam again at Center Stage Theater in Atlanta on Wednesday, October 2nd. All you have to do is call us at 800-222-4788 or go to gpb.org. Make that gift of $100. We'll send you a couple tickets. And you'll also come to a wonderful reception right after the show, which was a blast last year from what I hear. So go ahead and make that donation, $100 credit card contribution. You can do that easily by phone, 800-222-4788. Or why not do it on the website? It's so quick and easy to do at gpb.org. You just go to the homepage, click donate. There's a green donate button at the top of the page. You get to our simple and easy donation form to fill out. And in just a couple of minutes, you've done your part to support GPB at gpb.org. You can also see all of our thank you gifts there, but we encourage you to select those moth tickets before they're gone. 
Do it online at gpb.org. And, of course, your call is always welcome at 800-222-4788. Now, maybe you're wondering why we take time to have fun drives like this on the air. Well, I'm going to tell you why. It's because people who listen provide the lion's share of the funding for the programs that you hear here on GPB. And importantly, this is the most cost-effective way to reach you. That means more of your support will go directly into the programs that matter to you, like Political Rewind or Morning Edition, All Things Considered, Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, Fresh Air, Ask Me Another, whatever your favorite program is, your support is able to go directly to that bottom line. That's why your support right now is so important. That's why we're asking for your help. Go to gpb.org and click donate or call 800-222-4788. Every day here at GPB, um, um, I know you're aware of this, but we come to work with you in mind, you listening right now. Uh, how can we appeal to your sense of curiosity? How can we provide something for you that that sparks new thoughts, that's, that helps you see things a new way? We hear that so often from those of you who watch GPB television or listen to GPB radio. We so appreciate your support. We're hearing from listeners all over the state and beyond. Thank you, John Hinkle of Decatur, Sonia Hines of Adrian and Vanessa Palacios of Atlanta and Jay Schwartz of Roswell, all of you making a difference at gpb.org or 800-222-4788. Thank you so much. Let's get back to my conversation now with frequent Political Rewind panelist Jackie Gingrich-Cushman. She's just released a new book, Our Broken America. I I want to pick up on uh, this is not in your book, but I'm interested in your personal observations. Cokie Roberts, who, of course, is a child of Washington, her father, one of the great, great Mm -hmm. members of the United States House. Her mother uh, took his place when he died, Hale Boggs and, and Lindy Boggs. She talks about the fact she she talks about growing up in Washington as a little girl. And she talks about family dinners at night when dad and mom would come home. Um, And she says, now the congressmen don't live in Washington anymore. Now that they rush home to their district, they live on their many of them, as you know, Mm -hmm. on their not your dad never did this on their couches in their office. They don't even have apartments, but the families are left behind. This has had an impact on the civil, the civil dialogue in in Washington, too, because people are living in isolated situations up there. Republicans and Democrats aren't inviting each other over to the House for dinner. Does that make sense to you? Oh, I think think she's exactly right. Um, And you're right, I probably should have included it. But it's interesting to think about, um, you know, to your point, Speaker Ryan actually, right, he slept in his office. And he he talked about that, about how he'd fly home to be with his family. What that doesn't do, to your point, is if you move your families to a centralized place, whether that, I mean, wherever that is, and then you happen to all see them at school events for children or out of the symphony or wherever you happen to be in social settings. I think that's one of the things that's great about Atlanta um, is that we do have, you know, we, we you can go out lots of different places and run into lots of different people. And that, I think, makes a big difference. You have to be able, once you socialize with someone and realize that they, they like the symphony too or they go to plays or they really care about the environment. You know, it begins to make you think, maybe they're not so terrible after all. An enemy is someone whose story you haven't yet learned. Exactly. (laughs) Your wife's right. Um, Speaking of having to deal with tough circumstances and people who did not want to know your story, you write in the book about the fact that your dad's race for president. There were times it got really rough on you and the family. Um, It was. I mean, the 2012 campaign was really hard, I think, for a lot of reasons. 
um, you know, one, I have I have two children, as you know, and at that time, my oldest was in sixth grade and the youngest was in fourth. And so for them, it was just very hard for them to hear everything that was dug up. A lot of it not true, some of it true, but a lot of stuff that was swirling about, you know, about their family personally in the media. It's just hard to deal with. I'll tell you, my daughter, who I think is just an incredible woman, she's now in college, but she was in sixth grade at the time, and I picked her up once. And this is also in the book. And I asked her, I said, I've always heard about sixth grade drama, especially with girls, right? Supposedly yeah. it's terrible. Oh, believe me, I know. Right? So it's terrible. <laughs> so I picked her up one day and I said, you know, how's it, you know, how's it going? You know, there's a lot of middle school drama. And she said, Mom, we have so much national drama in our family. I'm not worried about middle school drama. <laughs> I mean, she just has, this girl has no time for drama. But, but your children, <laughs> you have told me this, your children did, your children did pay for your father's politics at times. They were at times taunted. They were oh, absolutely. bullied in school. Yeah, even when he, um, you know, he almost ran, if you remember, in, in 2008. Yeah. There was a, a brief, you know, moment where he might have. And they were much younger. They were, I mean, they were in very, very young. And they had kids on the on the playground say nasty things about their grand, their grandfather. And the only thing I can guess is they heard that from their parents, probably, and didn't have, I mean, they're little kids. They don't have enough sense not to say it. But I think we need to be careful because we've made it such a personal Right. It's such a an, uh, you can just personally attack people. And I, that's where I really want to, to move things from. It's I think it's fine to disagree with someone on a policy or, you know, you know, whatever your belief is. But to say that they're a terrible person without either knowing their story or their background, I think we really need to get back to, you know, what are the policies that work and how can we move our country forward? You know, I have to say, uh, as I read your book. Uh, and agreed with so many of the points you made about the things that are keeping us from being able to talk to one another more civilly. Uh, I also realized as I read it, there's no question you are a conservative. <laughs> Which is, I'm not, I'm not saying that in a pejorative way. I mean, you are, and the, and the book reflects a lot of your conservative values. But one of the reasons that I've always appreciated having you as a panelist on the show is you really are completely in keeping with what matters most to me, and that's that we are able to talk to one another in a respectful, civil way. And uh, there are very few days you come in here with these right-wing talking points and just throw, start throwing <laughs> them out, which is very... I mean, right. you really are willing to have thoughtful conversation. And I think you listen to the other side. I, I try, and I think I can get better, but... So um, I think you'll appreciate this, Bill. So for years, my dad talked about listen, learn, help, lead. And I didn't realize until a recent article about General Mattis that that actually came from George Washington and that Washington really focused on listening to his people, learning, helping them. And then once he went through all that process, you could actually lead them. And I believe that's actually the truth. And the challenge we have today is we have a lot of people that want to lead and we don't have people that want to listen. Yeah. But until you actually listen, you don't get to know the people well enough to be able to lead them anywhere. So um, what are you proudest of about this book? Um, yeah, I think I'm pr- proudest of this book. Um, I said it's done. How about that? <laughs> 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 uh, there, there, was a, there was a small sliver of time when I thought it wouldn't actually be, uh, be finished. But I've got to give a lot of credit um, to my sister, Kathy, who's also my agent and, quite frankly, held my hand the entire time, um, as well as to um, Tom Watkins, who was my editor. I could not have done this without him. Um, and, of course, to my family, because they're yeah. the reason that, I, that I'm able to do what I can do and the reason that I work so hard in our community. Well, Jackie Gingrich Cushman, it's really been fun to talk to you about our broken America, why both sides need to stop ranting and start listening. Um, I said when we started that I've known you since you were a little girl. 
at your father's side at political events. And uh, I'm really pleased that now the uh, very adult Jackie Gingrich Cushman is a frequent panelist on our show, Political Rewind. Thanks for being here today, Jackie. Thanks for having me on. As I mentioned earlier, um, part of why I wrote this book is because of Political Rewind. Uh, So thank you. Thank you. That's gratifying. Of course, you'll continue to hear Jackie as a frequent panelist on Political Rewind, a show that you tell us always brings you respectful, balanced conversations about what's happening in the world of politics today. Because we're in our radio pledge drive, we're asking that you help support shows like Political Rewind and the others that you hear here on GPB Radio. As I say goodbye, here's how you can help. You can call 800-222-4788 and ship in any amount that's right for you or donate online at gpb.org. Good afternoon. You're listening to Political Rewind coming up on 3 o'clock here on listener-supported Georgia Public Broadcasting. I'm Pat Marcus. Glad to have you with us along with Burt Wesley Huffman asking you to do the thing you've probably been thinking about doing or meaning to do, either during this fun drive or maybe for quite a while, and that support your public radio station, GPB, the lion's share of the funding that covers the costs of the programming here on GPB, including Political Rewind, comes from people who listen, just like you're doing right now. So before your Friday afternoon gets away from you, you might be busy later, you might have great plans for tonight or maybe for the weekend, why not take a couple of minutes, that's all it takes, to chip in a few bucks a month and keep Political Rewind and GPB going strong. We're looking to you to wrap up the week in fine financial footing so we can wrap up this fun drive next week. So please do your part right now while you're listening, gpb.org or 800-222-4788. We're looking for five more of you by 3 p.m. We've been kind of going through our goals here. We're getting lots of calls and clicks, but we need five more in the next five minutes at 800-222-4788 or online at gpb.org. And as added incentive. When you do call us or click, you're going to get entered into this drawing for your very own smart TV and sound system by Samsung. It's a 50-inch Samsung smart TV with a sound system and uh, worth more than $1,000. What an incredible opportunity. This is going to be great in your home if you're the lucky winner. Call us at 800-222-4788 or go to gpb.org. I have a friend, Bert, who's single, Mm -hmm. and she told me a story that she was sitting in a restaurant having dinner by herself and uh, the waiter came over and instead of bringing the check he said oh those people across the restaurant decided to buy your dinner for you and that really made her day for her those folks who she didn't even know were her everyday heroes right now you have the opportunity to be an everyday hero maybe you might want to pay the bill for someone in a restaurant or pay the grocery bill for the person behind you or maybe just let the car next to you in traffic get on over instead of speeding up past them Being an everyday hero is not hard. It means just doing one small act that makes a difference. And supporting GPB is like that. You can be our everyday hero right now by supporting Georgia Public Broadcasting, by saying public radio, public broadcasting, GPB means something to me. I listen, I get something out of it, and I'm going to give something back. So support Political Rewind and all the listening you do day after day, month after month at gpb.org or 800. 
888-789-4788. Yeah, there are all kinds of ways to be an everyday hero. And certainly one that we're asking for you to do during this fun drive is just reach out with your gift of support. You know, you can choose a level that works for you. Really, it's about participation. It's about the, as many people as we can get in on this thing. You know, public media is the original crowd funder. You know, we've been doing this for a long time, going out to the communities that we serve and having you partner with us to be able to bring you the news and information that you depend on. And it's also a great way to keep it independent so that you know that what you're getting is something that you support and that you believe in. Now, there are ways we can say thank you, and you can see all of those at gpb.org. One of them is our Everyday Hero sweatshirt that's here just in time for fall. Uh, we haven't done a sweatshirt in a little while, and this one's really nice. It's a super comfortable white cotton blend sweatshirt, has Everyday Hero embroidered across in this lovely blue color, and uh, that's on the front. And then on the back, it has the GPB radio logo and the NPR logo. It's a high-quality sweatshirt. I've already washed one. I took one home and washed it three times, and it still looks brand new, and it's super it comfy. softer every time you wash it. It right? does, yeah. And it's, you know, it's a great uh, sweatshirt for layering, too. Uh, it comes in sizes from small through double XL. We would love to send it to you with our thanks with your gift of $22 a month as a GPB sustainer. You can take a look at that sweatshirt at gpb.org, or you can call us at 800-222-4788. You just used that very important word here at GPB, that word sustainer. Mm-hmm. And what it simply means is giving a set amount each and every month. You can do it from your credit card, your debit card, maybe directly from your bank account. If you'd like to give $22 a month on an ongoing basis, you can get that fabulous-looking Everyday Hero GPB sweatshirt. Uh, Maybe you'd like to give $5 a month. Maybe you'd like to give $100 a month. Each and every gift is so important. And when you give a gift on an ongoing monthly basis, it lets us know We can really count on you month after month, which really helps with our planning. So we ask you now to join us as a GPB sustainer. It's so easy to do at gpb.org or when you call 800-222-4788. And thank you. Thank you indeed. And when you do call us, uh, you're going to talk to a very friendly volunteer who's going to walk you through that process of making your gift. But we also encourage you to consider the web. You know, so much uh, work is done online these days. Uh, You're probably paying most of your bills that way or managing your uh, bank accounts that way. Certainly shopping. shopping. Yeah, for (laughs) sure. And you can can shop around at gpb.org. So go to gpb.org. You click on the big green donate button. It's in the upper right-hand corner. You can also find us on your mobile phone or on your iPad. It's a super simple way to give. Pat gave just a moment ago. It took her a minute and 45 seconds. Before you know it, you are on your way and out the door, and you have that peace of mind of knowing that you've done your part. You've actually fulfilled your obligation to your public media station, GPB, right here all across the state of Georgia. So we encourage you. You can always call us at 800-222-4788, but check us out at gpb.org. It's a super simple and easy way to give. So we're a few days into the fun drive, right? Mm -hmm. And maybe you've been listening uh, during the course of the drive. Maybe you've heard drives like this in the past and you've been standing on the sidelines. Well, now is your time because when you come in at gpb.org with your support or call 800-222-4788, you're automatically included in our drawing for today and that is to win a 50-inch Samsung smart TV with sound system. This is a $1,000 system we're giving away to one lucky listener we hear from today, and you're in the you're in the running when you give online at gpb.org or when you call 800-222-4788. We look forward to your support, and we thank you so much.